The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Well, how's it going? And welcome to the Como Sports End Zone. I'm Nico Tamarine, along with my co-host, Najee Moye. Najee, what's going on, my friend? Nico, how is it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you Happy as well. New Year, 2023. We're off to a roaring start this year. Yeah, yes. it, it's, yeah. Uh, certainly excited for what's to come this year. We'd be remiss if we didn't start this podcast like so many around the country are and so many people uh, in and out of sports and football is certainly wishing uh, the absolute best for DeMar Hamlin. Uh, certainly, uh, you already know everything that happened. We don't have to speculate or anything on that, but I just know that Najee and I and just about everybody in the world is uh, wishing, praying, hoping, whatever you may do for his quick and speedy and full recovery. No question about that. Yeah, no question about that. That was one of the scariest things I've ever yeah. seen. I mean, just on in any sort of level, football field or not, and we just we want the best for him and his family, you know, because they're in the mm-hmm. stands watching all of that, and we just hope that he's got a speedy recovery or any sort of recovery, you know. Yeah, Quandre Diggs said it best, I think, when he talked on Thursday, or Wednesday rather, and said, you know, this is our dream. This is what we always wanted to do our whole entire lives. He's like, but there are risks involved with that dream, and we certainly saw that this week. So certainly and absolutely our absolute best to uh, DeMar Hamlin and his family. And, um, you know, when you talk about the Seahawks, they uh, – listen, I, it, it can't be easy for any team to play because it, it has affected so many people in such a uh, significant way. Uh, but if you're the Seahawks, you know, it, it's certainly a challenge, whether you say so or not, that – to readjust yourself for this game that, you know, any other week we'd be like, oh, my God, it's everything. Everything is on the line, you know, but everything, that definition has kind of changed this week. Oh, yeah. it's You know, the whole situation puts this weekend in perspective. Yeah. Honestly. Um, I know this is essentially a must win for the, the Seahawks. I mean, but these players have a, the bigger things on their mind, obviously, and the, as everyone else should also. Yeah. Um, but that being said, there is a game to be played, unfortunately. And, and they will play, yeah. and they uh, – Again, I was really uh, – that was kind of the common theme There's, uh, with the Seahawks and every player we talked to that they are obviously keeping DeMar Hamlin in their prayers and their thoughts. Um, but they want to get out there. This is their game. This is what they do. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, we will see them on Sunday and certainly um, have our hearts elsewhere as well. And, and let's talk about that Sunday as we um, – again, it goes without saying keeping DeMar Hamlin in our hearts and minds – uh, but let's talk about that game Sunday because it is getting closer. It is going to happen. And this is the, the season in one week for the Hawks. It's a game you've been talking about for weeks. I know I've been talking about the game. I, I always said the game of the year was against the Niners, but this is actually it. <laughs> you know, this, right. is, this is legitimately it. And you called it weeks ago, you know, this, the playoff, the hunt for the playoffs, the, try, the attempts to get into the playoffs, you know, after a year that many people didn't think that Seattle, the Hawks, would be much of anything after the Russell Wilson trade, you know. I mean, and there are all other things that have to happen, and we'll get into that later. But, I mean, this – well, I mean, I'm, I nicknamed it the Bobby Bowl because it's not just, you know, a fight to get in the playoffs, you know, but we're, this is a bit of a homecoming for a legendary Seahawk as well. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, first of all, I think it was kind of the tone, and I don't, I don't think he meant anything by it, but like the tone difference from week one to now and Pete Carroll talking about the returns, whether you're talking about Russell Wilson or Bobby Wagner. Right. You know, he said, uh, you know, they'll do, uh, they'll know what to do or they'll do the right thing. I can't, I don't want to put a quote in Pete's mouth, um, but it was along those lines. He said it both times. Uh, but like the, the beginning of that uh, response 
was so much more upbeat for Bobby. He's like, oh, Bobby, they love Bobby. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, the 12s do love Bobby. And Bobby. They should. Yeah, and they absolutely should. And I think whenever you see him on the field, I mean, he hasn't been back to Lumen Field in a year. Yeah, since the last um, game of last yeah, year. Yeah, in the last game that the Hawks and Last home game. Yeah, and the, I mean, the Rams and the Hawks played a great game in L.A. earlier in this year, you know, and – I mean, honestly, the first and I would be the first one to say, be the first one to say that the first um, actual NFL jersey was a Bobby Wagner jersey. Okay, that I bought was a lime green. I know we talked about the lime green. I'm okay with it. Bobby Wagner jersey, and then he gets cut <laughs> a little while later. I was like, wow, I cannot believe this. A, but you know what? That's a jersey that lives on. It does. It like does. You, you, like nobody's gonna be like, oh, that's outdated. Like, no, he's an all-time legend. He, no, he's an all-time legend, an all-time CR. Probably one. Of the, I mean, top three. Seahawks linebackers of all time.H gosh, yeah, maybe and definitely. We're not number three either. I mean, no, you know, no, not, I even, think, not even number yeah, two. I mean, it was a, yeah, it's certainly a rich history of the franchise, but that speaks volumes of, of Bobby. Exactly. I mean, yeah. and I think he'll be welcomed warmly uh, back to Lumen Field. We'll see what the interaction, if there is one, between Pete and Bobby. On oh, Sunday. it'll be, it'll be. They uh, down in L.A. They actually met for a while in the really? locker room and they yeah. talk in Pete's office, road office there, and uh, yeah, I think you'll see more of the same. And I think yeah. Bobby. Coming back to Seattle, he's got you know friends here, obviously from all his years here, and that's going to be—it's a, a really special thing. And the difference there is, you know, it wasn't—you know—Russell for two years, his agents leaking out, "Wow, he'd accept a trade to Vegas, he'd accept a trade to this." And even if Russell said the right things publicly, it was clear that his his team wanted something to happen. Right. Things Whereas were Bobby Wagner, probably if it was left up to Bobby Wagner, would still be here. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, we, everyone, like you mentioned before, we kind of heard rust- rumblings about Russell, about, you know, how that was going to go. I mean, if you think back to that day, those two things happened within, like, hours of each other. Bobby getting cut and then Russell getting traded. Actually, It, it was, was the same day, yeah. It was the same exact day, yeah. It was kind of – it was completely – a gut, a gut shot, honestly. Oh, you God. Know? So I imagine, and we saw Bobby play against the Hawks earlier in this year, and we saw how he was kind of everywhere on the field, and I'm expecting more of the same. So the Hawks definitely have, I mean, it's really just the Hawks against Bobby Wagner as far as I'm concerned. I, right. <laughs> I love that Bobby Wagner has intercepted both Geno Smith and Russell Wilson this year. I think that's yeah. fantastic. I think a lot of people have also intercepted Russell Wilson this year, too. Wow. It's, yeah. it's an easy thing to do, apparently. Apparently. Um, yeah, and I think that everything that's on the line in this game, it, it like – I'm going to go to the old early 90s Buffalo Bills coach Marv Levy. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Of course. And and, and some smart aleck out there might be like, well, you'd, I'd rather be 15-2. and two or three. Like, Okay, I get it. The point is, you know, you've got a team, as you mentioned a minute ago, that is, is as far as the national expectations are concerned, wildly overachieved. Right. I think we knew they'd be about this good. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we knew they'd be as good as we saw them in the four-game win streak earlier this year. Right. But the point is that – You've got a chance here to win your game, take care of business, and it's a little unfortunate you have to get a little help and, and by way of the Packers winning, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but again, I, you're, that game is after yours. I mean, it, this is like, it, yeah, and yeah. this is like your Super Bowl in the moment, and then you can go to the playoffs, and then you, you've kind of already played a de facto playoff game. Like, you're already in playoff mode. Yeah, yeah, and that is, that's probably, I mean, from what I can tell and what can I, I i've heard i think people want to play that way i mean honestly sure. just knowing that this is it you know the single game elimination that's what they're dealing with with the green bay and the lions game now the scheduling does make things a little awkward you know for at least one of those teams you know yeah. as, as it gets on but you know just to get to this point i mean you kind of have to play teams play differently when their backs are against the wall right 
And, you know, with a team that has been has seen pretty high highs this year, but also some pretty low lows, talking about the Raiders game, you know, yeah. or, you know, it, there's been some highs and lows this year of the, of the Hawks season. But I do think they're going to come out swinging. Right. It's, it's going to be one of those. I mean, the and the Rams are not a great team. However, they have scored a lot of points. Playing recently. better, yeah. Playing better, you know, with Baker Mayfield under center. Hey, listen, you know this. Baker's a guy that probably does and should have a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And, and a little I know bit like Gino, this. maybe. Right, and yeah. and not only for himself, but you know he was linked to the Seahawks all off season. He even said on a on a radio show, I forget which one, this summer that he said. Yeah, probably the most likely thing is the Seahawks, and the Seahawks clearly weren't interested. Or otherwise, they would right. have done it, right. or at least interested enough. Um, and and so here you are in the last game of the season when your team has nothing else to play for except being spoiler and for your own personal revenge, Bobby and, and Baker. I mean, I don't. I'm going to tell you this right now. I think the Seahawks win because of everything that's on the line. I don't think they cover six and a half points. I don't. No, no. I mean, and the Hawks beat the Rams earlier in the year, but that game was. A lot closer than people thought. It was, it was the last second Geno drive. So it was, yeah, it was Geno, you know. Um, and I think we may see similar things this week, you know. But it's always different when the second time the team uh, team plays, you know, against another team, you have tape now, yeah. You know, but these teams are also very different at the same time, you know. So we'll, we'll see how we we'll see how it plays out. But I'm excited for a tight game. A very tight game. Yeah, and again, maybe, maybe a rainy Lumen field too. Well, oh, a little, little rain and wind, maybe. Yeah, a little windy. We we'll have you to know. pay attention as we get closer. Um, to Shannon and Rebecca's forecast only on Como News, only on Como, Como News, News app. Um, you know, it, it's just uh, it's going to be interesting because all the stuff we said last game of the season. Let's see how these guys respond. Right. Let's see what happens with the idea that okay, DK Metcalf said on Wednesday. You know, it, how would he judge a successful season? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, listen, he had obviously acknowledged that they've um, surpassed what some people thought they would do. Right. But he also said that, you know, making the playoffs, that success does. We don't make it, then, you know, that's not. And and I'm big, as I've told you before on this podcast, like on the on the feel of a game. Uh, you, you know, you listen, the X's and O's mean something. The matchups mean a lot, obviously. Right. But I think after, you, you know, when you cover a game or a sport for a very long time, you just start to see, notice little things, and like, and you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, they'll win this game because of this X factor, and people think you're bonkers. You're right? talking about like the emotional aspect. The, whether it's emotions, it can be a number of different things. Whether it's the way a team's going to play, like, like again, it's the same feel like I, how I don't think the Hawks are going to cover six and a half. Right. Because I'm like, I think that's silly. The, the Rams are going to. This is it for them. Right. And, and Baker's playing for a contract with somebody. Right. Bobby yeah. Wagner's playing for his family and friends that are still here. Oh, yeah. Like, there's just a lot of stuff like that. Playing for revenge at the same time. Yeah, absolutely, too. brother. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and, and that's just what it is to me. I, I think it'll be a close game, um, but there's just so, so much surrounding this thing. Yeah, no. I, I really feel... And we saw how I mean we talked I talked about before how emotional football is. Football is a naturally emotional sport. We saw that earlier this week. Yeah. You know I mean I I and honestly and we we talked about uh, Hamlin earlier in the podcast, but no one I don't want to I mean the who's going to want to play against the Bills really because that team is going to be playing for one person. Yeah. At the same time, you know, so it's not the same thing, but at the same it's time, it's the same idea. It's the same idea, you know. So and I and more fuel for Bobby, more fuel for for Baker, honestly, at the same time. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go 23-20 Hawks. 
I'm going to go with a low-scoring game. Okay. I'm going to go maybe 14-10 Hawks. Yeah, you know? I can see it. Yeah, I can see a very low-scoring game. I, this is going to be a slugfest. You know? I'm concerned. Coming out the, swinging, but a yeah, slugfest. My yeah, my concern for the Hawks is Jordan Brooks now being out. Right. And he's really been an anchor, obvi- obviously, of that unit. Right. Um, And it's, that's not a knock on Tanner Muse and, and Cody Barton. It's just... Wow. Okay. Like it does Jordan hurt. Brooks doesn't is a big it? deal, man. Yeah, it does. It does hurt a bit. But you know, I think other you know, the team's got a one thing about this team is that we've got a lot of great defensive leaders on yes, this team. Yes. You know? Even young leaders at the same time too. Mm-hmm. You know, we mentioned days we we got Woolen, we got you know Bryant. You know, I'm a Tariq a, Woolen stan. You're a big fan. <laughs> you're a big fan. I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, personality. Moment never too big. Here's yeah. this rookie coming in leading the league in picks. Come on, man. What is that? I mean, like he's fantastic. He's fantastic. So who is he? The defensive rookie of the year for you? Gotta be. Of and, and that's not a knock on Sauce Gardner, but Tariq's the guy. Tariq is the guy. When you lead the league as a rookie uh-huh. in interceptions, he's a, Tariq the freak. Is that anybody calling him that? Probably. Hey, we can. Hey, that's that's. But, but here, you know, he really is though in a positive way. You know, six four, long arms, that speed. Freak in a positive. How way. are you? How is any receiver going to get open? Well, and I can't name one receiver on the on the Rams team right now. And the mistakes that have, you know, first of all, teams don't even go at him anymore. It's just like that's impossible. Right. But any mistakes he made were just chalked up to like how young and and at that time, little experience he had. Now he's got that basically full season under his belt. Now it's a different story. When we talk about you know building a, a championship winner. When we talk about building through the draft, you know, when you have guys like that in the first, right. you know, you're drafting and, and they're rookies and then they lead the league in picks, you know, in the year one, what does that do for going into next year? Oh, I feel In addition to all the draft picks we got from the Wilson, least, you know? This team wins at least 10 games next year. The schedule's oh, tougher. 100%. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that John and Pete are going to have the perfect draft again. No. But they've given me no reason to suspect otherwise. Oh, I mean. And. Yeah. Let's not forget they've got three picks probably in the top 40, four in the top 50. Ideal. Ideal. It's just kind of crazy how that works out. And I don't think they go quarterback. No, no. I think they signed Geno a couple of years. May, if they take a quarterback, it's going to be a project in like the fourth to seventh round. Sure. Um, a guy that you can afford to wait on. You right. Know, that, and like he's not going to, he's going to be your practice squad guy. In, in my head, if you are going to draft a quarterback, if it's not Bryce Young, you need to wait. Oh yeah, and, he, I, and Bryce Young is going to Houston. I mean, yeah. almost, that's almost a short bet. I and feel I th- like I think we talked about this. Like the quarterbacks in this year's class, while talented, it reminds me so much of last year's class. Mm. Where like if you watch and read mock drafts, there's like four or five quarterbacks going in the first round. I think maybe one goes. Yeah, and, and I could be wrong. Like whatever. But and we haven't even seen a lot of the quarter. I mean, we've seen a little bit of Desmond Ritter, you know, and then we've seen Kenny Pickett is trying to lead the Steelers into the playoffs. Yeah, like he's done a nice know? job. Yeah, he's done a great job. But I mean, I I don't unless you're, you're Bryce Young, I just don't see no no. I, yeah, some of these other guys like Richardson from Florida. I like his his raw. It's a great talent. Yeah, like he's a guy. I mean, if he's around in like the fourth or fifth round, take him and let him work under Geno and Drew Locke and, and start him in year three or four or something like that. I don't but know. But I saw the same thing when I watched Malik Willis too at the same time. I like Malik. Like, yeah, and I like Malik Willis too, but. He, I think he could use a little more seasoning. I think he could definitely use some more seasoning, but in Tennessee, it's not exactly, you know, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll, see. we'll see how I that goes. Yeah, they could make the playoffs, hey, too. <laughs> let's talk about Tennessee for a minute right. in a very brief fashion. Okay. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Mike Ravel's, uh Well, Tennessee Titans. I, yes, absolutely. Um, great coach. Great coach. I, boy, oh boy. There is no reason. If I wasn't on a podcast, I'd curse. I <gasps> to keep this clean. Gas. There is... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. There's no reason. No reason on the freaking planet that the Sunday night game shouldn't be the Titans and Jaguars. And for the longest time, I thought it was. Yeah. Because that's for a division title. It's for a division title. Right. That is a game that does not depend on the outcome of anything else. Right. That's a playoff That game. is just a straight-up win in your in playoff game. There's no reason that shouldn't be on Sunday night. Oh, but Aaron Rodgers, we want to – this is somebody in the NBC offices, the NFL offices. It is – I'm so mad that – the Seahawks game against obviously the Rams and then the Lions and Packers are not being played at the same time. No, I completely agree because I mean, and honestly, and there's a viable solution for Sunday night. It, it is, and I think you know, let's say the Hawks do win, they got to sit through an agonizing like you know Packers and, and and then I mean at that point, what are the Lions going to do? You know, well, that's that's what I was going to say. I'm yeah. glad you said it. Is you know, listen, and anybody, and we've talked about this. We like Dan Campbell from Hard Knocks, especially. If you watch Hard Knocks this year, I watched Hard Knocks at the beginning of the year as a Giants fan. I'm like, man, the Lions are winning the NFC North <laughs> right now. Right. I was just because I was just sold on them even then, and they did not get off to a great start. Honestly, but they this year. they just lost a bunch of really close games. They did. They Even did. Seahawks included. Now yeah. that's their tiebreaker. They lost by three in that game. Yeah, and that was a high scoring game. Yeah, too. Hawks were like, I mean, you never felt it was, like it was really 45? in jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah. It never felt like it was really in jeopardy, but then you see 48-45, like, huh. They almost beat the Eagles in week one. There you go. um, So it's a Dan Campbell team. You know they're not just going to be like, well, shucks, we're not in the playoffs. Let's just mount it. They're going to bite the back of the the kneecap to the Green Bay Packers. They're going to try, man. Yeah. You know, and – but at the same time, there's a business side of this league. Yeah. And let's say the Lions are losing by 10 points, 14 points going into the fourth quarter. In a game that means nothing to you – like like you're already out of the playoffs in the scenario of the Haw- yeah. in the scenario where the Hawks win and force them out. Right. Like you're not going to risk injury to your your future core, your DeAndre Swifts and I mean I'm not saying you're going to suddenly empty the bench, but like there there's definitely a consciousness there from the business aside even if you've got like the fiery most competitive coach in Dan Campbell. I think in even but to the other side of that coin, even if the Hawks do win and the Lions don't have anything to play for on Sunday night, how much would you love how, if you're a Lions fan, if you're a Lions player, if you're Dan Campbell, an NFC North rival, the Packers, to just ruin them? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's something there for sure. Yeah, there's definitely a lot there. I am one a Scorpio. Hello, and and two, you know, I believe in emotions and revenge above all else, and just like wanting to just throw a cog in the system. You I know like what that. I mean? So, and by the same, and by, and that's why I feel like. The Hawks may win, you yeah. know, but I am picking the Lions. I hope so. I and like the Lions. So I much. like the Lions too. And the thing is, you know, when, whenever you're in Lambeau Field, and okay, it's Lambeau Field yeah. Sunday night, it's different. Aaron Rodgers, twenty degrees outside, it is different. However, you forget how good Jared Goff is. You forget how good that offense is. How good Aiden Hutchinson is, and you forget how good that off. I mean, the offense has been playing has been one of the highest-scoring offenses in the league, you know? Yeah. And I just don't know who Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to. Who's the guy? I mean, they're going to run I mean, they're to hot it. right now. They're hot right now, yes. But, I mean, I mean, these are 
his receivers have not really been in this position. Yeah. Adams is not walking through the door. I mean, what they could do is just keep dumping it off to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon the whole sure. time. Probably the smartest thing that could, they could do on a cold and Lambeau field on a Sunday night in January. Um, I just don't. I I just don't see the line, or I don't see the Lions losing this game. I know that's crazy to say. It's not going to be. A, I don't think it's crazy. I, to me, it sounds a little crazy. I'm saying <laughs> it sounds a little crazy to me um, because I have the utmost respect for Aaron Rodgers, but at the same time, it's like I don't think it's going to. I just don't see it happening. I hope not. And, and not, listen, like I know you're supposed to be unbiased, but. Even if the Seahawks lose, I hope the Lions win. No, same. Like, like we talk about with like the coaches, the way they've surged. I just think that there is a vi- in the scheduling part of this. There was a, a viable solution. Well, how sexy is Tennessee Jacksonville? Well, that's the thing. It's that's like, well, thing. we got to get Aaron Rodgers on Sunday night. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I, you know, like we're talking fair competitiveness. That's not it. No, it's not. It's not it. But. Um, like I understand, the, like what you're saying, the business side for sure. Right, but you know, at the same time, you know, Trevor Lawrence, granted, he does play for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he's also was like a very high, very very high draft pick. You know, yeah. he's the face of the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. Now, honestly, the quarterback whisperer, Doug Peterson, has turned his whole entire life around, as we've known to, for him to do in the past. So, quarterback in his own right. Quarterback in his own right. You know, so. I would have preferred to see, obviously, Jackson. I agree with you, Jacksonville, yeah. Tennessee. Um, isn't the sexiest move? I mean, I don't know. These no. games should be played at the same time. Right, <laughs> you know? right. I agree with you on there on that point. And then if you're the Hawks, too, like, here's the other part of it. And, and certainly with, with everything that happened Monday, there's some, some scheduling things that not nearly as importantly the NFL has to figure out. Right. But so, but they still, even before that Monday night game, released their schedule. Before any of the awful things that happened occurred that happened, they already released that schedule. And it was earlier than they said. The yeah. NFL initially said Monday night after the Bills-Bengals. Now, if they stuck to that and with everything that happened, then you understand. Right. But they put the schedule out before that game even kicked off. And it's like, okay, well, all right. You know, and... and I, I just – because one of the possibilities for Sunday night would have been Bengals-Ravens with divisional things on the line there. Sure, yeah. But, yeah, I don't like this one bit. I, uh, I'm i going to be conspiracy theory for a minute here. Okay. I think, Ooh, the antenna. I think the Hawks have been getting screwed over left and right by calls this year. Yeah. I've seen it, and I'm like, what in the hell was that? Okay. And, I, and like, I mean, I, I'm going to go back to that Kansas City game Christmas Eve. They called Austin Blythe for a false start. And all Austin Blythe did, the Seahawks center, was like you've seen a million centers do, maybe not literally, but maybe hundreds, where they've got their hand on the ball ready to snap it, and then they're pointing out coverages. You can't see me pointing, but I promise you I'm pointing. He's pointing everywhere. And you've seen a million centers do it, and they're like, well, his movement was too rapid. The guy moved slower than molasses doing it. It's so crazy. There's been a lot of questionable calls. Against the Seahawks, especially. Yeah, Yeah. and I mean, I've seen, I can think of a thousand times that I've seen, you know, a center, and that's what the center's supposed to do. Right. Rapid movement. Oh, it's so bad. Pete Carroll, like, had to toe the line for the, you know, possibility of getting fined, but he mentioned he was like, uh, yeah, they kind of, like, started to put an emphasis on it in the middle of the season and like but you know like that was a drive killer and and, and is one false start gonna change your outcome of that game against kansas city no well i will but it's say, a momentum thing i will yeah, it's a momentum thing and i will say if you watch the football game from start to finish you'll see things that happen in the first quarter that change things in the in the fourth Absolutely. quarter you know and i don't really know what when that happened in the game but i will tell you that you know little things and also they change tendencies 
yeah. you know. And they, I mean, when you see it and you expect refs to call certain things on certain players, even on the opposing team. But also, that game was in Kansas City, and see how that goes. Also, well, yeah, sure, yeah. And so you've got this scheduling thing. Uh, you've got some calls, and I'm sure a fan of every team, but well, we got bad calls. But I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of trying to look at this objectively, and I'm like, wait, right. what is that call? Let's go back to week one. Putting that Russell game there. Now the Hawks won it, mm-hmm. but that was just the the money thing. That wasn't the ideal situation, right? And you know, and it goes so on and so forth. I mean, even even you know, I'm, I'm going to nitpick here. The Germany game, okay. Um, the Seahawks wanted to activate Aaron Doncor because he's from Germany, and sure. this is a special thing. This is a good storyline for the league, right? And they said no because of basically say, well, he was it wasn't asked in enough time. What? Like the little stupid things like that, and. I am not going to sit here and say with self-respect that the NFL is holding things against the Seahawks. Uh, what I'm going to say is um, think about I, – I just listed a couple examples that in themselves don't mean that. But inevitably there's something that people that are listening to this have noticed that I haven't. And I just don't think it's I, – I just think that it's just not – you're looking at the schedule in the last week. It's not fair. No, no. And, and it I, was done purely for business and money reasons. Right. Uh, fairness to the Seahawks be damned. I will I will be – I mean, we talked about this earlier this week. You know, I was telling another a producer here, I, 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 you know, love football. I don't entirely trust the NFL oftentimes. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, we talked about the, you know, how the, you know, the Monday night game and just like I just was hoping for, you know, that they would call it. And they did. Right. After but an hour. after okay, <laughs> it was a long time, yeah, <laughs> right? Like, holy cow! I, I mean, and you know, and they made the right decision, yes. But you know, I, there's in the fans, and you brought up those points very quickly, very. Uh, but fans do re- realize things over time, right? You know, and certain things do stick out in their mind. I will tell you a short story. As a Giants fan, we've been on the uh, positive end of. I will say this: the, the second Commanders game, there were two calls at the end of that game that the Giants ended up winning. That if I was a Commanders fan, I would be heated. Sure. Still. I would be heated still. Um, there was a call um, last week against the Colts where Kayvon Thibodeau sacked um, Nick Foles, and Nick Foles ended up breaking ribs, and Kayvon Thibodeau decided to do a snow angel yes. next to him. And he, and, he, and he was like, you know, he came out today saying, because Jeff Saturday, the head coach of center, um, uh, the Colts was, you know, saying that was a trash decision, trash decision. Well, the refs didn't call any flood. There was, yeah. That's usually a taunting. Taunting happens a lot less they, aggressively well, to that point you're not gonna call a dude doing a snow angel next to an injured player he just got yet you're gonna call it on dk metcalf for getting in trash talk i mean i've dk's seen, been called for it a bunch exactly and is he the only one talking i guarantee he's not. i guarantee you he's not dk no. has said and i don't mean i'll let you get back to him one second i'm so no, sorry no go ahead go ahead go ahead but DK, it reminded me that DK said just a couple of weeks ago, he's well, the officials don't talk to me. They don't tell me these things. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Just, no, yeah. I, I just I just feel like, I mean, that being said, I also have to mention that refs are human. They're human. Refs are human. And, you know, but then again, I mean, if I was Nick Foles and I just had ribs broken and the guy just did a snow angel next to me, he looked over, looked at me dying over here, and right. <laughs> just have like broken ribs and just like continue doing a snow angel. And- no snow, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the other part. That's the other part, you know. And then no flags. And also, but also, 
no O-linemen coming to his defense. Yeah, that's a, that was an interesting thing, too. That was also interesting. So take take that what you will. I will say mm-hmm. this. However, the, I'm happy the Giants from the, in the playoffs this year. And this whole <laughs> year has been Seahawks against the world. Yeah. And they and, and honestly, them making the playoffs, it's maybe squeaking into the playoffs, I mean, you'll see, you've seen how teams get in the playoffs and just kind of ride a wave of momentum for, what, a month and a half? Yeah. That, that is it's doable. And, and this, and Anything this, can happen once you're in, you And know? I think this just plays into this whole thing. Everybody, oh, they're going to win five and a half games, Vegas Hotmakers. Oh, they're going to go three and 14. Or right. Like, which you knew was bonkers if you knew this team. Right. And and just all Pete along Carroll the way. Pete Carroll's not going to let them go through. No, there's, there's, no, no, there's, no, there's way. no way a Pete Carroll coach team with Jordan Brooks, with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, um, now, did we ever foresee all those rookies being as good as they were? Of course not. But when you've got a coach that but you knew they were going to be better than three or four or five wins. Exactly. When you've got a coach that's has seasoned, that's won Super Bowls. You know, you know the other teams that aren't doing so hot this year. The Patriots come to mind. The Steelers also come to mind. Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick are not going to allow their team to have a terrible season. Yeah, there's no way. And Pete Carroll's in the same. Pete's ca- in that same. Thing. Pete's in the same category. Last year will be about as bad as it gets. Seven and ten, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's as bad as it gets. And 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 now look at us now. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I think that's the whole thing. They've overcome the odds, so they're gonna. They're like if we're saying it from our external observations, you know they're feeling it from like being in that every single Sunday. Yeah. And all that equals out to emotion that comes out onto the There field, you go. And that is why the Hawks will make the playoffs. I hope so. And by the same logic and that's why Dan Campbell in the Bay Lions Area next will week. just like just hammer the the Packers on the road, which is crazy again to talk about, but I believe it'll happen. Quandre Diggs said, you know, obviously he played for the Lions before. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I'm going to pay for a couple of those guys vacations if we if they get us in the playoffs. And I I would love to see so I don't know what the situation is going to be at It'll be like, you know, I'm sure the team may be watching the game together. Yeah. You know, watching the Packers game together on a Sunday night. You know, they may not have anything else to do the next day. They may they may have a lot to do the next day. Who knows? But I, I, I would love to just be in that room and just kind of watching them. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Did Pete talk about what he what, what the situation is? He said maybe like? they'll, watch, they'll get a party. But, you know, Pete, he could have yeah. been just kind of having fun. Or maybe they are going to do party it. Party at Pete's Maybe it was the first time he said it and thought about it. Like, huh. You know. Yeah, I mean, because it's a, it's a real-life thing they have to you know think about. But. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, listen, um, when it comes to the action, this is uh, this is what it comes down to. One game, uh, you need a little help, but you got to win two, and, and the help doesn't matter unless you beat the Rams. So that's that's step one. Um, it's going to be a busy Saturday, busy Sunday. And, yeah. um, boy, oh, boy, let's hope that this time next week we can go to the Bay Area. Oh, are you going? Well, if they're in it, I, I would think. So who who if okay, so let's say the Hawks make the playoffs, right? The Lions win, Hawks yeah. win. Um that means Niners, potentially? Not at Niners. At Niners. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. For the third time this year. Third time. Hard to beat that's one of the hardest things to do in sports. You know it, Naj. Yeah. Beat a team three times in one year. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But anything's possible. Anything is anything's possible. possible. Gino in the playoffs. Do we don't know what playoff Geno's like. Playoff Geno, I want to see it. That'd be cool. That'd be so cool. I'm, I, I, I'm, you know, a lot of these players are, you know, there's no real tape on them in the playoffs, really. Yeah. I mean, Lock, Tyler Lockett's a veteran. He knows, you know. But I mean, as far as like defenders and defense, and that is when the defense will click on the Miss Jordan Brooks, obviously. So I think we're gonna predict this happening. I'm, I've already predicted. And, it if, and if it doesn't, sorry, whatever. I mean, it'll be fine. But I think it's gonna happen. The draft is the draft is like another huge W coming up. Dude, yeah. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> That's how and uh, let's it, get a Broncos loss here and make that a top three pick. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, who? Let's see. I'm not even Jaylen, sure. Jalen. Well, I you know I was watching Jalen Carter, the Georgia ta- defensive tackle, 
uh, a first large of all, human being. He's a large human being. He's got some nice speed to him. Um, I only watched that game, the uh, national semifinal, which was a great win for them. Oh, there's um, no way the Broncos. Well, the Chargers may rest a couple players, but the Broncos. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think he could be a pick there. He, you know, um, Will Anderson from Alabama. Yeah. I don't think he'd do quarterback. No. It's probably one of those two guys. Or Trader John, as they call John Schneider. Imagine. Trader John. Right, let me throw a scenario this way. Imagine you have that number three pick. Okay. But you also have your own pick at, you know, let's call it 19 for right now. Sure. And then you have, in the second round, uh, pick 34 or 5, give or take. Mm-hmm. And then you're picking again around 50. Or you've got all these high picks, right? Right. What if you turn number two into, like, two more first-rounders or something like that? You crazy? trade down, maybe? That's what I'm saying. Like, trade it. Like, it's a quarterback-hungry team that, like, really the, wants Bryce Young. And, like, the Lions and the Texans don't – or not the Lions, but the Texans and – The Colts need a quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Like, the Titans could. Depends on who, you know. It depends on who – trades up for him and what they give up hey like if you're the colts and you're picking like five like to move up to three it's still a massive move but yeah we'll see but we'll see if you know the hawks are in love i'm intrigued with by that draft. i'm intrigued yeah. if that's the move or they they see one of those defensive guys especially is i mean i'm not saying they won't take a quarterback i just personally don't think they will no. or if they see one of those defensive guys as like generational talents and you you know both of those spots the D line and, and the linebacker spot they they want to shore up a little bit right I was watching Alabama's bowl game um and I was just hearing that the announcer just singing Will Anderson I know I've talked about Will Anderson I a like lot, him a lot know? I like him a lot too he's like an upstanding great just a great football I want the second round pick to be Sean Tucker out of Syracuse I covered him in my last job. shout out to Sean Tucker um and because you need more than one running back and I'm not saying that you don't with DJ and Travis and those right. guys but um. DJ, I love his pass catching, and he's at his best. I mean, he, he's shown some burst, but this Seahawks team is best when they're rotating three running backs in and out. When we saw Rashad Penny, K-9, and, and DJ. I'd like to see DJ, another rookie, get us some run, and DJ and uh, Kenneth as well. Do you think B. John, B. John Robinson's an option? In that I, I think he'd probably be too high. That's just yeah. my opinion. Like I don't yeah. think they spend that high of a pick on a, on sure. a running back. Sure. I mean, they used the second rounder last year on K-9, and, and it worked out perfectly. It worked out very well. Yeah. Um, um, so whatever John Schneider does, I'm going to trust. Just for funsies, we mentioned Jalen Carter with the Georgia Bulldogs. They play TCU on Monday. Yeah. For the Natty. What do you think? Who wins the title? Both. We saw crazy games on New Year's Eve. It is hard to pick against Georgia. I do like TCU a lot, though. I did not see TCU winning that game. No, I didn't either. Neither did I. I kind of saw them. It was like, hey, congrats, you made the playoff. They could win the whole thing. They could win the whole thing. I'd love to see Georgia repeat, though. Yeah, I'm just glad to see somebody other than Alabama win. I and I know Georgia did that last year, but you know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that would if they. I think if Georgia repeats, that this puts them as like if they were already not a hard number one, they're a super hard number. And one. And then next yeah. year, as the number four team in the country, the Huskies, led by Michael Penix, win it all. They beat Georgia. They're oh gonna, my gosh! They're going to be a national title contender. The dogs. I can hear the books being written now. Honestly, no, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. Yeah, I, I need to get to a Husky game this year. Oh yeah, or next well, year. Uh, September second, Boise State. That's a good game. Yeah. That's a great game. I'm not like, come on. Beautiful. Sailgating. Somebody with the boat. I was just going to mention somebody <laughs> with the boat. Pick me up. I'll be on my best behavior as always. Well, there you go. There you go. And um, we're going to try to stay on our best behavior for next week's podcast. Yes. Yes. Hopefully we're talking playoffs. Hopefully. I think we'll be good. I think, I think we will be talking playoffs. We'll be back again. Back and better than ever. I can't yeah. say that. That's from another. Back and better than ever. That's from another uh, sports show. I can't remember which one. I can't think of which one. We'll come up with a uh, we'll come up with a tagline for Nico and Najee. Hey, hey, 
That wasn't so bad. Nico and Najee. That wasn't so bad. I think that's just the name of our podcast in the, the future, even though we're the Como Sports End Zone. Yeah, yeah. But the Como Sports End Zone, 100%. <laughs> search yeah. that. But Nico and Najee sounds pretty good. Nico and Najee. There you go. Signing off. Have a good weekend, Nash. You too. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.